Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Rakuten is proud to present Elizabeth I, the new podcast about Elizabeth Taylor as the original influencer. She was famous for her impeccable style, and Rakuten wants to help you save on the styles you love. Shopping for the perfect holiday party outfit? Rakuten makes it possible with cash back, deals, and coupons. Save money at stores you love. Get started at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Rakuten.com. Making a list. Checking it twice. Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree. Santa baby? No, it's disgusting. It sexualizes Santa. If you were Santa, you could do magic. Here, let's watch you disappear. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Now from the Bob and Sherry Studios, Santa's favorite little helpers, it's Bob and Sherry. We have a show for you today. Our comedian in the spotlight today is Jeff Dunham. We've got the People's Movie Critic. We're going to talk about a Christmas tradition that has fallen away but needs to come back, especially now when families have to be so careful of what they talk about. We're going to touch base with our official Bob and Sherry astrologer, Charlie King. We're going to be talking about how much Paul McCartney earns off that, I swear, you either love it or hate it Christmas song. And Bob, last night I was watching something on YouTube and the next thing that it served me up was this black and white like newsreel from a million years ago. It was old Hollywood stars in their homes wishing you Merry Christmas. The studio used to do that, I guess, apparently. Mm-hmm. You you would never see that now. Well, first of all, with social media, I don't I don't need to wait all year long to see what um, Hoda Copy's living room looks like, right? With social media, you've got that in your face every day of the year. But it was so interesting. And I don't know if they were their, they probably weren't their real homes and their real Christmas trees, but it was like, Merry, and they all had that, you know, they all talked like that. That what did you call it, Max? One time that Mid Atlantic theater accent. Oh yes. Oh, Merry Christmas yeah. to you and yours, and we hope for a blessed New Year. And it was some of the people I recognized, and some I didn't. Like I recognized Lucy Lucille Ball, and I recognized I think it was Barbara Stanwyck and Jimmy Stewart. But a lot of those old time movie stars that were featured, I. I didn't know. And they probably are famous people like Greer Garson, whose name you always see on Turner Classic, but I don't know what she looks like. And it just made me think, like, what a, what a different time that was, you know? What a different time. There was no Facebook then. So, like, my Aunt Philomena could go to the movies and watch Barbara Stanwyck in a silk ball gown hanging a ball on a Christmas tree telling her to have the most marvelous holiday 
And my aunt could not immediately jump on Facebook and say, you, Barbara Stanwyck, must be nice. <laughs> must be nice having that house. Would uh, would you these know? be shown in a movie theater? Or, it had or was to this, have been. I yeah, mean, where, because where else it was pre-television. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. pre-television. Yeah, wow. there was no way my Aunt Philomena could go, you, you homewrecker. <laughs> how, how dare you tell me to have a Merry Christmas? How, what do you know about my life? Like, since we have had the ability to say whatever hateful, crazy thing bubbled off the top of our heads to each other, I think we've degraded as a species. Oh, there's no question about it. There is no question about it. I've not seen what you're talking about, but I've seen there was some sort of a program called that Edward R. Murrow, the dean of all broadcast journalists, did after the war. I think it was called Person to Person. And he was in a studio, and then they had a link up with a Hollywood star in their home. And it was so contrived, but so elegant. Like you would have Joan Crawford all in in this amazing A-line, expensive dress, and one of her children just coming in and saying, oh, hello, it's so nice to see you, Mr. Murrow. And then off she'd go, and you get uh, the ubiquitous swimming pool in Los Angeles. So that I think people have always been fascinated with that. I know what you're saying about we can see the inside of Name the Star's house anytime that we want. And usually it makes you feel horrible about your own life. But I think if they did something like that today, and it was person to person for Christmas, and it was somebody like Oprah, but probably not Oprah, interviewing Brad Pitt, wherever Brad Pitt is living right now. Or uh, Jennifer Aniston in her home, oh, I'd and you watch. see, and you see Jennifer Aniston's tree inside her house, inside Ellen's house, inside Oprah's house. You know, if they if they did that for a mini series, I think it would go through the roof. But those stars won't do that um, because they can make more money on their own social media pages. If they do it without the network and because they know, they know what's going to happen. You know, oh, inside Jennifer Aniston's Christmas, here comes the hateful crazy, right? Yeah. Why expose yourself to that? And I I think, I think in that old um, film clip that I saw, that was back in the days of the studio system where all of Mm -hmm. those movie stars were employees of that. I guess Metro Goldwyn Mayer, MGM. MGM. They were all employees. And the head of the studio would be like, You're gonna put on a fancy dress and cook a turkey, Joan Crawford. And what was she gonna do, right? But now everybody's everybody's a free agent. And right. you think that any of those people wanna expose themselves, you know, to some rando on Facebook going, it must be nice to have a head, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I haven't had a head since 1984. No, you're exactly right. I'm just talking right. with my neck. You know? But I'm telling you, I am telling you that is a primetime special that could go for two hours and it would be number one for the whole holiday oh, yeah. season. Yeah, if they could pull it off. In, inside uh, Margot uh, Robbie's house, you know, for Christmas, you see her, her, I don't even know if she's married, her boyfriend or whatever, and everybody's all dressed up. It would be, it would be great. But you're right, it's probably... It's too much of an invasion of privacy. Uh, it's going to be don't too need competitive. It. And they don't, they need, don't it. need it. Yep. They don't need it. 
It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Hi, I'm Sergeant Graves. I'm here at Camp Humphreys in South Korea, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to my family back home in the Chicagoland area. Happy holidays. I love you guys and miss you. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. I have just found the television show that I am going to embrace like no other for 2023. It starts in February. It's on Apple TV. And here's the concept. The producers of product on Apple TV said, we want Eugene Levy to host a travel show. And they approached him through his agent. And this, this, this is the article in Vanity Fair. And this is Eugene Levy. Of course, I, I, I presume everybody knows him from SCTV, from the uh, American Pie movies, and of course, from S Creek, right? He said, thank them very much, but I'm going to pass on this. I think they can get somebody better. And then I get a call back saying they really want to talk to you. And I said, I don't see the point because he does not like to travel. I don't see the point, but I'll talk to them and explain why I'm not the person for a travel show. I went through all these reasons why I'm not the person. I don't do this. I don't have an exotic exotic palate for food. I'm basically a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Don't give me a dish and put an egg on it and have a drip all over <laughs> the food. I would not eat it. And I was getting laughs on the phone. And I thought, this is great because I'm making my point and it's not a heavy conversation. What I found out afterward was they had had a conversation after we hung up and said, that's the show. It's not a show about hotels. <laughs> it's a travel show with someone who is not keen on traveling. So then they called me back and I listened to the argument and I understood that. I mean, it's kind of like a show that was playing to my own weaknesses where I didn't have to be somebody that I'm not necessarily. But even though I said, okay, I still had reservations because just getting through an airport is enough to make me want to stay home. I want to see it. They are pushing him out the door of the hotels. He's, he's already shot like in Italy. He said, I, I've loved Italy, but he said, I've never been to Venice. I've never been here. It was probably a movie shoot. And he said, I, I love hotels. But I can stay in the hotel all day, go out to a cafe for an hour and a half, and that's it for the day. They're pushing me, this is Eugene Levy, to get out there and meet people who speak different languages, try different foods, and you will get the reaction of somebody who's very uneasy with any change. And I think it's going to be hysterical. I can't this wait for this in show. February. It is. It is totally my show. He's looked at other travel shows and he said, um, yeah, well, that's not going to be for me. S somebody in Vanity Fair said, what is it that, that scares you about this? He said, it's everything. It's packing, getting through the airport, taking off your shoes, taking off your belt, pulling out your computer. By the time you get through that, you're in a bad mood. 
And then depending on where you're going, there's the plane ride, which can be pleasant enough. And then you get to your hotel. And listen, I love a good hotel, blah, blah, blah. But usually there's so much jammed into the day. We got to go here. We got to see this museum. We got to go there. We got to see a river. We got to see a castle. I have, I, I have no, no desire to do any of that. I never wanted to go to South Africa. I know what the animals look like. I don't care. But they forced them to. And he said it was one of the most amazing experiences of his life. I can't wait for this. And if you think that you're having a tough Christmas in the interview, he did the interview, uh, I guess, just a few days ago. They said, where are you right now? He lives in L.A. He said, oh, I miss L.A. right now. He's in Newfoundland, which is one of the maritime provinces of Canada. It's above, way above Maine. The weather is brutal. It's a gorgeous place right on the Atlantic Ocean, but it's brutal this time of the year. And why is he there? His daughter is living there for some reason. And she just had a baby, five months old, and she's gone back to work. Eugene Levy said, I am chasing a five-month-old around a house, and I can't go outside because it's foggy, and it's ice, and it's snow. There's been blizzards. It's freezing cold, and I'm with a five-month-old all day long. I have never been more exhausted in my life. I I just can't wait. I cannot wait to see this. I think he, he's so funny anyway, isn't he? I think it's going to Can you just not see a, him sitting down at like a Middle Eastern feast and not, you know, looking at the exotic food and and they take a tight shot of Eugene Levy's face. This is the travel show we're missing. This is I the know. food show we're missing. You're I right. love it. This is going to be a huge hit. We got morons in the news, and it's next. Plus, we have the People's Movie Critic coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Let's go! Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. This story, I guess, could only happen in Philadelphia. Philadelphia police are asking the public for help in identifying a city hall theft suspect. Police released a video of an unknown man using a red shopping cart to transport a 20-foot section of an antique brass railing away from City Hall. It had been cut into small sections. Why? Why would you cut a section out of it and steal it? And steal it, asked Danette Horn of Mount Airy. She was surprised somebody would steal it. Officials estimate that this brass railing from City Hall is worth between fifteen dollars and $20,000, and maybe much more. It can be seen in some of the earliest photos of City Hall, which go back to 1901. A similar crime happened about a block away several years ago. Somebody stole a brass railing from the Union League. Some aren't surprised, and they don't think anything is off limits, even in this city's history. They're stealing ATM machines on a regular basis, says one of the p- spokespersons for the police department. It must have been in the middle of the night. How else could you, how, how right? could you saw a 20-foot railing made out of brass and put it in a shopping cart? I mean, <laughs> to you be know, in the middle of the night. It, it, it would have to be the middle of the night. But the, 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 uh, the video 
Uh, either they have an awful lot of light, uh, it, or it's daytime. But that's what this—that's what this guy did. It's worth twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> he got run out of Philly on a rail, on a brass rail, literally. And they're looking this is for such the a guy Philly right story. now. It's this is such, such a, a Philly, Philly story. story. City Hall. Let's go to today's morn of the day. There's an art gallery in the Soho area of London called Laz Emporium. And um, it was a regular weekday, not a big, you know, weekend night or a showing night. So there was only one employee working that day. So she locked the doors and went upstairs to make herself a cup of tea to have a break. And when she came back down to the gallery, she found the door had been removed from its hinges and two police officers were standing inside looking confused. Hannah said, what's going on? And the police officer said, we're responding to a 911 call about a person in distress. We came, we looked in the window, and we saw that woman over there with her face slumped into a bowl of soup. We were afraid she'd had a medical emergency. Well, that woman over there with her face in the bowl of soup is actually a highly realistic sculpture by American artist Mark Jenkins. <laughs> I've seen those. And it's in I've the window those. of yeah. the Laz Emporium Gallery, and cops broke in <laughs> to save her. And when you see, when you go to the Bob and Sherry Facebook, you'll see why they did it. It is incredibly realistic. Like, you can't believe you're looking at a statue. And that is it for Morons in the News. we got astrologer Charlie King up ahead. We have comedian Jeff Dunham, the people's movie critic. Happy Friday. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Well. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Well. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with t-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say My Life is All About My Cat. And of course, Sherry's award-winning Cooking with Cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen with shirts drinkware, and a cookbook, the Bob and Sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season, even if it's you. Yeah, they're crazy, but they're a lot of fun. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Hi, my name is Captain Amy Silverbush from the 380th ECES. I want to give a shout out to my family from Shingle Springs, California, and just wish you all a very happy Hanukkah. I miss you and I love you. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Time to check in with the official goddess of the stars, the official Bob and Sherry astrologer, Charlie King. And Charlie, I was thinking while I was wrapping Christmas presents last night that um, at least in my house, boy, the, the gift wish lists certainly reflect the Zodiac. My Leo, it's a list of things that are designed for prettiness and pampering. And my Taurus, it's things that are designed for comfort and practicality. And my Aquarius husband, it's ridiculous things that don't exist on earth that no woman could possibly deliver on. So we're right on track here. Uh, You're absolutely right, Sherry. Good luck to you with the um, Christmas (laughs) gifting for Kevin, uh, the Aquarius. Um, But 
Another good idea for Aquarius actually is a planner so that they can get all of those unusual things out of their mind and onto paper so that it doesn't cloud up their brain space or their cognitive functions anymore because there's a lot of unusualness up there in the mind of an Aquarius. That's oh, he's so ridiculous. You'll ask him, what do you want for Christmas? And he'll name something that doesn't exist. He told me not too long ago that he wants, that if he dies before me, he wants a, a Viking uh, burial because that's an easy oh. thing to pull off here in the suburbs. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to be able to get that done for him. Um, there's a pond. There's like a stormwater catchment pond near our house that we're just going to send him out on. Like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> I mean, that's as good as the same, I would say. <laughs> I think so, yeah. So what? Um, this will, this will be the last time we chat in 2022. So what can you tell us? Wow. Yeah, we've got some real big moves this particular week that are going to carry us all the way through the end of the year. Um, the first one, we've got Jupiter moving into Aries, and that is followed immediately by the sun moving into Capricorn, which is oh. going to be a really serious time, as you well know, Sherry. But it's kind of a fun, serious time. Some moves, some shakes, some risks. Um, Jupiter was actually back in Aries in May. So we're all reviving projects from back in the spring that probably fell off a little bit during the summer due to some confusion. So for a Capricorn, this is about making a promise to yourself that could materialize next year around May. And for Aries, Scorpio, uh, Virgos and Cancers, it's about watching the waistline a little bit. Oh, so you hear that, Bob? You're a Virgo. It's I heard that. that your... jumped, I know. That <laughs> yeah. jumped out at me. You know, I'm not going to be doing that the, until after the first of the year. I just will not do that around Christmas time, but I hear. <laughs> Point Thank you for the heads up, Charlie. Thank you. <laughs> No problem. And Virgos have a new hat to wear as well as we move into the next year, a new persona oh, yeah. or an identity like, you know, entrepreneur, dad, Grammy, grandpa, homeowner, um, or some other kind of like accolade or title that is desirable for them right now. Oh, what do you think a, about that? A, a new title for Virgos in, uh, mm-hmm. in 23? Mm-hmm. Mm. So clown is, is, is not really considered <laughs> It's your title. choice. Yeah. It's your choice. We have free will, freedom of choice. <laughs> Thank you take you. the Thank risk with that much. one. <laughs> I'll reflect on that. <laughs> <laughs> so just lessen the scattered efforts towards the end of the year and moving into the start of the year. No harshness with um, New Year's resolutions because we start 23 on the back end of a ton of retrogrades. So you, you can pick up the gym workout in February, but mm-hmm. you know, expansion is going to happen in every way, so don't fight it. And what about, um, what can you tell us for uh, people like our movie critic who's coming up here in just a bit, who waits till the very, very last minute to do everything? Which sign is that? Is that a Sagittarius kind of a thing? Who are our oh last minute shoppers that we're going to be tripping over at the mall this week? Last, last minute shoppers are always going to be Sagittarius, but it's not <laughs> just because of procrastination. It's because they also, it's sweet. They have so many ideas of what they could gift someone else that it becomes a little bit overwhelming so they say oh I'll deal with that later not realizing that those um, ideas they don't lessen they grow actually in the meantime so they're just their procrastination fills their mind with more wonder and beauty which is amazing when it's used right but it's stressful during the holiday shopping period well there you go I like the way you put that spin on that their minds are filled with wonder and beauty as they race around until the stores close on the 20th. That is a beautiful thought. All right, Charlie King, you can find Charlie on our website at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And of course, we always share 
the week in the stars over to the Bob and Sherry Facebook. We hope you have a wonderful holiday. And, and you guys see- too. I hope. Thank you. And we will see you the first week in January for a look at 2023. Straight ahead. Everyone needs a laugh with comedian Jeff Dunham. It's Bob and Sherry. Have you ever wondered what to do if you're in an abusive, narcissistic relationship or need tips on how to spice up your sex life? Or maybe how to not fall in the trap of being a mom martyr or perfectionist? Or you just want tips on how to get your picky kids to eat? Whatever the reason you were there, you are welcome. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist Podcast. Please join me for your weekly dose of expert-level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy-to-digest way. Find the Parentologist Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some. um, And I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at BobandSherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. It's a podcast with stuff you won't hear on the regular show. I had Todd track down the founder of the American Museum of the House Cat. I, I got the cat mummy, which was a real rare find. And, what did it uh, look like, it Doctor? Just, well, it looks like it's just an old dried up cat. It's Bob and Sherry uncensored, uninterrupted, and unfettered. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. You know, I like people, but I don't crave being around people. You know what I mean? I do. Am I odd? Not in that say way. That I'm, no, you're not odd. I'm, I'm not <laughs> odd in that way. You can get the Bob and Sherry Oddcast by going to our website, bobandsherry.com, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, or text the word Oddcast to 888-262-7437, 888-BOB-SHERRY, or the simplest way, get the new Bob and Sherry app for your iPhone in the App Store. I listen to you every morning on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. It's Bob and Sherry, unlike you've ever heard them before. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Hey, my name is uh, ABHAM Joshua Valente. I'm from KL Big Island, Hawaii. And I want to wish everybody a happy New Year's and a safe holiday. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. It is time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And we thought it would be super fun to feature one of our favorites, longtime friend of the show. You know who we're talking about, Jeff Dunham. Christmas is a very special time, obviously, and uh, a special time in my house. I have three daughters and a wife, and, uh, you know, Christmas presents are always a difficult thing. One of my daughters has a, a birthday near Christmas, and she turned 16 this year, and we decided to get her a car. Now, oh, yeah, I went. But we bought her a used vehicle. Anybody that buys a 16-year-old kid a new car, I think you're pretty much a moron, Okay. <laughs> Because you're not buying them a car, you're buying them a bumper car. That's what you're buying. 
You ever sat in the front seat teaching a 15, 16 year old kid to drive a car? Here's the parent in the passenger seat. <laughs> and I'm still in the driveway. Okay. So we bought this vehicle. You know, as a parent, there's things that you know you're supposed to teach your children and other things that nobody bothers telling you that you need to tell them what to do or how to do or whatever. One of those things is how to put gasoline in a car. <laughs> now, I didn't have any sisters, but I know that boys by the age of three just innately not have put freaking gas in a car. <laughs> Girls, apparently, not so much. Now, I will admit my wife is smarter than me, especially when it comes to raising kids, and she knows things about girls, obviously. And one evening, after my daughter had had her car for about a week, my wife came to me and she said very seriously, she said, okay, her car is almost on empty. I'm going to take her and she's going to put gasoline in her car for the first time. <laughs> and I, not wanting to look like an idiot, pretended I knew what she was talking about. And so I went, okay. <laughs> a little while later, they came back from putting gas in the car. My wife walks in the front door, hands me a video camera and says, you can't see this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, no, trust me, you're gonna have new material for your show. <laughs> So I rewound it, hit play, and sure enough, there's my daughter standing next to her car. She has a door open on the gas tank, and she's standing there doing this. <laughs> Mom, it won't open. <laughs> now, the first indication that my wife can be a very cruel woman when she wants to be is what she did to help the child. Nothing. <laughs> she just stood there videotaping. <laughs> then you hear my wife say, Honey, remember, righty tidy, lefty loosey. <laughs> and the 16 year old girl goes, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Camera starts shaking. <laughs> then you hear my wife say, Honey, turn it counterclockwise. <laughs> my daughter looked at her watch. <laughs> and I'm the father standing there watching the tape going, Oh, no, no, no. Because I realized she was looking at her watch two or three seconds too long before she realized she was gazing at a digital watch. Comedian Jeff Dunham will post that set up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. We got the People's Movie Critic coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Well. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Well. 
It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with t-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say My Life is All About My Cat. And of course, Sherry's award-winning Cooking with Cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen with shirts, drinkware, and a cookbook. The Bob and Sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season, even if it's you. Yeah, they're crazy, but they're a lot of fun. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Wow, wow. Hi, I'm Cindy Berg, and I'm with the 380th Expeditionary Force Support Squadron. I want to wish all my family and friends in Great Falls and North Central Montana a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I want to give a special shout out to my wonderful husband, Bob, and my beautiful daughter, Emily. I love you. I miss you. And I can't wait to be home with you. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. I learned something that blew my mind last night. Um, I've only been to New York City around the Christmas holidays a handful of times in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last time I was there around the Christmas holidays, my daughters were much younger and I took them to see the giant Christmas tree at Rockefeller center. They wanted to go ice skating, but the line, the line was a couple hundred people deep to get on the ice. And it would have been midnight, I think before we got a turn. So we didn't get to Mm -hmm. do that. And I regret that. I wish that it had worked out differently, but they were blown away by the giant Christmas tree. That's the biggest Christmas. That's the real Santa Christmas tree. They loved it. Loved it. Okay. So here's the thing that blew my mind. The very, like, why do we even have a tradition of having this big giant Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center? I never much thought about it. I figured, well, you know, like everything else, it's an advertising gimmick. You know, you put something out there, people come, shop, spend money. I don't know. But that's not how it started at all. And when I tell you how it started, it's going to fill your tiny shriveled heart with Christmas cheer because it's like really cool. Ready? So back in 1931, there was a ton of construction going on at Rockefeller Center. And the construction workers were there six days a week from when the sun came up until late in the day. And they put up a 20-foot Christmas tree. The construction workers did. They didn't have any ornaments on it, but they put it up to cheer up their workplace. And people no came to see it. Yeah, they came to see no it. No kidding. Wow. And they really liked it. And they were like, what's up with this? And the construction workers were like, that's our Christmas tree, LOL. And so two years later, Rockefeller Center itself said, okay, people seem to like this. They put up a 50-foot tall tree with lights on it. And that is how they kicked off the tradition of having a Christmas tree at the Rockefeller Center. If it I wasn't for those story. construction workers... We yeah. might not have this tradition. That you know, great? I think that that story might have gotten out here and there because I can remember, uh, I forget what city I was in, but I was, it was in New York City. But there was some construction in the downtown area and they had one of those enormous cranes, you know, and on um, the top of the crane was a Christmas tree. And it was so cool. So the construction workers evidently are filled with the spirit all over the place. I just love that its beginnings were so sincere and real and that it wasn't just like, okay, now we're going to, you know, do this to suck customers in. So the, the other thing that I learned about it, um, 
other than that it was construction workers that started the tradition. There are 25,000 lights on the Rockefeller Christmas tree. I believe if that, that was at our house. That would be 25,000 times. My husband said something the kids shouldn't hear. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awful if that one goes out and the whole tree goes out like at your house? Oh you know how that is? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This Landon year, and I, Landon and I were in New York, uh, just the two of us once. And, uh, it wasn't real close to Christmas, but that tree was up and I took her and, uh, you know, I'm growing up in the metropolitan New York area. I never did that. I, I, I never went ice skating. You just saw it on TV. And I said, let's give it a try. And we caught it right at the right time. And we went into the locker room, which has been redone, I think in the last few years, but it was nice. And it was just like a, a locker room for, uh, you know, a sports team or something. You can put your shoes in a little locker, you pull on your skates, and there's all different people around you. And out we went, skating. On, uh, and Mary did that with uh, with Madison once, also, when they went to New York. So I think you, you get lucky once in a while, the crowds aren't as big. Yeah, we just didn't. We didn't catch that lucky break, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'm glad that um, it worked out for y'all. And that's that's <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for you know, having brought it up. No, I feel okay. terrible. Let me give you the jingle stick. That always makes things better. It does. How's it's that? Magical. Christmas, Christmas you feel magic. better now? Thank you. Yeah, I do. I do. And I feel really awesome because Straight Ahead is one of my favorite things of the week, and that is that? the People's Movie Critic. It's Excellent. Bob and Sherry. Hey, this is Captain Heinsohn here in uh, JMRC, and I just wanted to give a, a holiday shout-out to my family back in New York and Florida. Uh, happy holidays, guys. Miss you all. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Oh, it's time for the People's Movie Critic. And I think if you're watching, you know the music. He's reviewing Wednesday on Netflix. Hey, Lamar. Hey, listen, there are two groups of people in this world. One group that watched the Adams Family and the other group that watched the Monsters. Now, now you may try to say some people watched them both. To I say to that, pick a side. Get off the fence. <laughs> you can't have it both ways, okay? You got to pick one. And I, without a doubt, in the Adams Family group. It was way ahead of its time as far as its edginess. The casting was spot on. And it was and still is hilarious. To this day, it holds up. Each character had its own quirks. They all played off of each other flawlessly. Lisa Loring played Wednesday in the original show. And then Christina Ritchie did a fantastic job playing Wednesday in two movies back in the 90s. So the Wednesday bar was set very high. Jenna Ortega has just done an Olga Corbett dead loop backflip off that bar. I mean, she has killed it. The series starts off with Wednesday in public school responding to her brother Pugsley's being bullied by some athletes. Now, Wednesday's revenge borderlines on attempted murder, so she gets expelled and sent to Nevermore Academy. And that's a school for students that are not like other students. This school is a mixture of werewolves, vampires, mermaid sirens, some telepaths, and all kinds of things like that. Now, her parents, Gomez and Morticia, who's played by Louise Guzman and Catherine Zeta-Jones, are very excited because this is where they both went to school and where they met and fell in love. 
And just to make sure that Wednesday's going to be okay, they send Thing to stay with her. Now, we actually don't see much of the rest of the Adams family, okay? We don't. Gomez and Morticia, they're just in a couple of episodes. Uncle Fester, who's played by Fred Arm- Armisen, uh, he's only in one episode. We barely get a glimpse of Lurch, and let's be honest, the name of the series is Wednesday, and the series is about Wednesday, and she does a great job. And because of her run-in with the athletes in, in the other school, she's required to go to counseling, and she does not get along with the headmistress, uh, Larissa Weems, who's played by Gwendolyn Christie, and she happens to have attended the school the same time that Morticia was, and it turns out that they were frenemies at best. Ooh. Now, the storyline is a season-long mystery involving this big toothy monster, some visions that Wednesday keeps getting about the school being destroyed and what part she plays in it. And all the while, she has the pressure of being the sarcastic, scornful person she is and having a roommate that is bubbly and way too friendly. And she also has two boys vying for her affections, of which she has none to give. The school, like Hogwarts, is divided into houses, so they all have different kinds of competitions. That's great to watch. And there's a great episode where Wednesday awkwardly winds up attending the school dance. (laughs) Listen, Ortega's performance with her non-blinking stare, along with her acid wit delivered with that appropriate eye rolls, is fantastic. And the fact that this is directed by Tim Burton takes it to the next level. There are eight episodes. They're 45 minutes long. It's rated TV 14. Yes, this has a written for teens vibe. But just like Stranger Things, it appeals to all ages. So don't just take my word for it. The series Wednesday has had over 1 billion hours of viewing in the first 28 days on Netflix. That's a billion hours of viewing. Now, with these kind of numbers, there's no doubt there'll be another season, and you can keep looking forward to seeing Jenna Ortega's career just keep getting bigger. My score is five Budweiser's and two finger snaps. (laughs) <laughs> all right five buds awesome. for wednesday awesome. everybody this everybody will love it everybody will love it. lamar i thought i think i just read that it is now this it's right behind stranger things it's number yes. two for worldwide streaming on netflix can you yes. imagine what it's like to be jenna ortega and wake up <laughs> to having that level of a hit on your hands well, I think we all can relate to that because the Bob and Sherry show is a lot like that. I mean, I oh, think yeah, can relate. it is. It is. Cursed and in darkness. All right. Five months for Wednesday on Netflix. Sit tight. We got more with the People's Movie Critics straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mother's merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com Hi, I'm Chief Math Science Sarah Morgan, Senior Enlisted Leader to Space Base Delta 3, Los Angeles Air Force Base. I'd like to wish my friends and family back in Seattle a happy holiday and go Hawks! Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. 
We are back with the People's Movie Critic who loved Wednesday on Netflix, gave it five spooky buds and two finger snaps. And as we're heading into the holidays, just a few days away now, um, Lamar, let's look back on your 2022. I know you've had some real high points and I know you've had some real low points. This was the year you became an RV man. Yes. (laughs) And I never thought that would happen. Never in a million years. And of course, one of my favorite things of 2022 is something that you and I shared together when we got to be ringside commentators at Backyard Pro Wrestling. That was a highlight of my year. How about you? Dreams do come true. They really do. Yes, it was awesome. It was awesome. You also found out this past year that in the uh, RV community, if you have pineapples on the outside of your RV and somewhere, it means you're a swinger. You found that out. Yes, and this has come back to haunt me multiple times, especially my my son, Jared, and his wife, Kitty. Every time there's any kind of gift given, there's always an upside-down pineapple sticker <laughs> or, you know. And, and we're actually going, we're going to Florida and stay for a week after Christmas. And I, I, I told him, we had a bunch of people over the house, and I said, I'm actually going to get me some sort of plastic pineapple. And I'm going to mount that thing upside down on the gate for my dog gate right there because I want to see what happens if you put one up. Carly goes, no, you're not. I'm, I'm saying, yes, I am. I am. Oh, Lamar, I, I wanna... <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it. Life is so short. you got to entertain yourself. Come on. I mean, listen, they would have to lead to some interesting conversations, wouldn't you think? Or you'll get your feelings really hurt because none of the campground swingers will knock on your door. See, I'm afraid to put up the pineapple. What if I get no hits on the pineapple? That's yeah, Yeah, I know. Hey, listen, swinging community. He doesn't want to swing, but he wants to be asked. He has feelings. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. And you have um, you have a new baby in the family in 2022. Yes, yes, brand new, brand new, brand new. Just like a month or so old. Yeah, it's a big deal. So that brings my total up to seven, seven grandkids. Oh my God, Kev has five. Kev, well, he has four with a fifth on the way. So you're still the king there. Um, and you have a new veterinarian in your family. Like 2022 yes. was a pretty big year. Yes. Lamar and yes. Carla's daughter Alex um, graduated as a veterinarian. Like yep. You've had a pretty yep. good year. And of course, you know, we mourn the passing of your big brother, Troy, who has been yep. such a part of the Bob and Sherry universe. We've mm. had so many great Troy stories over the years, and yep. it was my great delight to meet him. And it was so wild. You know what was so weird, y'all? <laughs> Lamar is such a one and an only kind of unique individual that it was really weird to see a brother that kind of looked and talked like him. Have you ever had an experience with someone? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, there's a person in your life who is unlike all other people. And you're like, this is, this person is completely and totally unique. And then in walks sort of kind of like a weird clone situation. It my was very my brother and I sound alike and have the same mannerisms. People always point that out when they're around us for the first time and they go, wait a second. I go, well, we are related. You know, we grew up together. So I'm it's, a product of him because he was because him being 11 years older than me. He molded me because I wanted to be just until the day he passed. He was my biggest hero. And so I, I wanted to emulate him in every possible way. So, I, you know, it, it is it is weird. It is weird. But I never saw it that much. But 
everybody, when I, I, I spoke at his funeral, and a lot of people said, oh, my gosh, I mean, y'all, y'all are exactly the same. I said, well, yeah, maybe so. So, you know. What I thought when I met Troy was, Oh, this is Lamar with the volume turned down. (laughs) I don't mean the volume of your voice. I mean, like, all of the call, like, everything, like, Troy, but then dialed all the way, like, pinned the meter all the way in the red. It was just very, very strange (laughs) to see. So it's been, um, as you look back on 2022 and get ready to head into a new year, what is something you're glad to let go of and and something you're looking forward to? (sighs) Well, I'm glad to let go of the fact, I go back to this whole camping thing. I've spent my entire life looking at that going, that is so ridiculous. Who would do that? And I have stepped into a whole situation where I'm probably going to do this now until I die. So it's really cool to pick up something like that later in life, you know? And I'm not too many far years from retiring, so I'm really looking at far that down the road. And I'm thinking 2023 might be the time I decide, wait a minute, I better save a couple of dollars or I'm going to be eating cat food. (laughs) (laughs) And not the really good cat food, not the good one. (laughs) If you had to eat cat food, I know you'll figure out how to throw some spices on it and grill it so it won't be too bad. There we go. I have total faith in you. And I just want to say to all of our Florida listeners, um, in the next couple of weeks, you know, if you see a large standard poodle with an upside down plastic pineapple on her pen, (laughs) go ahead, go ahead and at least make the offer. All right. Don't hurt the people's movies, people movies. I can't even get all the S's right. The people's movie critics feelings. Well, Lamar, I know you want to have a cocktail. Would it just kill you to have a cocktail? (laughs) You don't have to actually swing with the man, but don't make him feel like he's not good enough for your swinging party. That's right. He's friendly. Right. He'll bring a pound cake. Um, well, Lamar, <laughs> I know you want to. I know you want to wish everybody um, Merry Christmas and all of that. So I'll let you do that, and then we'll break. Listen, it's been a pleasure this year. Thank everybody for taking the time to listen to us, act like fools, and have a really great time. I love each and every one of you. Have a very, very blessed and Merry Christmas. Love y'all. And we will see the People's Movie Critic back the first week in January with his first review of a brand new year. If you're just joining us, he loved Wednesday on Netflix, gave it five buds and two finger snaps. Coming up, why your Christmas needs a Lord of Misrule. This could be the thing that stops your uncles from getting liquored up and fighting with each other. It's Bob and Sherry. Ominous undercurrents in politics, the bleak state of the economy, and the Dickens-like prospect of no food on the table, it may be time to ask the really big questions. Questions like, will Milton be able to reclaim the pharmaceutical empire from his wonderful wife? Or will he continue to hide from the law? Will Rhonda Weppler ever find happiness after having her lover Miguel Rios murdered? Will Elise Geltz's lottery winnings go to her head? And will her lover Regina Miranda ever win back Elise's love? Will the adorable and clueless Travis be able to get his own coffee and smoke weed when he is the boss? Or will he have to eat gummies instead? Restless shores. Find the escape you are looking for. 
Find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Bob and Sherry Store Sizzling Summer Sidewalk Sale. Everything in stock is on sale, 10% off. 10% off! Including Sherry Lynch's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. And swag you can use, like Bob and Sherry 24-ounce latte mugs, travel mugs, H2Go water bottles, and our very hot line of Mother of All Mothers merch, including tote bags, candles, wear-around tea and sleep shirts. 10% off! It's the Sizzling Summer Sidewalk Sidewalk sale. Everything is 10% off. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com and use the discount code podcast at checkout. Facebook. 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 Follow Bob and Cherry on Facebook. Get all kinds of great stuff. One billion. That is how many active users Facebook now has. Facebook. 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 She switches on her computing machine and looks to see what her friends have been up to on Facebook, the electric friendship generator. There's this thing called Facebook. Facebook. Facebook page. We have five likes. You name it. News channel, YouTube, Hulu, Facebook, Twitter, dot this, dot that, dot everything. It's the whole enchilada. Or you can follow Bob and Sherry on Twitter, at Bob and Sherry. Twitter? Twitter. What are you tweeting? And we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Facebook or Twitter anytime. Just follow me here. No one won't you follow us on Twitter. So get social with Bob and Sherry on Facebook, Twitter, or at Bob and Sherry on Instagram. When I was coming up, Instagram was a dope deal. You know what I'm saying? Get details at BobandSherry.com. Hi, I'm Chief Math Sergeant Sarah Morgan, Senior Enlisted Leader to Space Base Delta Three, Los Angeles Air Force Base. I'd like to wish my friends and family back in Seattle a happy holiday and go Hawks. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. It is talk back time. And if you have our app, which is free in Google Play and the Apple Store, you can tap the little microphone in the bottom center of your screen and talk and the app will do the rest. Or you can go old school and call us on the actual phone at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRI. Hi, this is Vivian from North Carolina, and I just wanted to say that I love my mom for putting on your show, and I love you guys for um, putting in the effort to make episodes daily. Thank you. I love you. Bye. That's nicer than anything a program director has ever said to us <laughs> in all the years of doing That's, this show. It's Thank so you. True. That's Vivian, and her birthday Vivian. is birthday. Her birthday is tomorrow. Happy oh, birthday, great. Vivian! Tomorrow. Yeah. You don't you don't run into a Vivian very often. Is that maybe that name is making a comeback? It's a pretty name. It's a gorgeous name. It should make yeah. a comeback. Like all those old fashioned names need to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. have another one, Bob. Somebody who yeah. um, shares your pain about restaurant menus. Hey, Bob, you're right. I am very leery of a restaurant that has a four page menu. Think about all that stuff that's sitting in the refrigerator. It's not fresh. I want to go to a place that has two pages and it's delicious. So I agree with you. I'm Team Bob. Love y'all very much. Bye. Let's play that a lot, will you please? I mean, that she's Hey Bob. You're right. That's enough. That's fine. Yeah. You're ahead of me. Oh my god, we've worked together too long. We have worked together too long. That's exactly what I wanted. It I it's I, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. I'm not going to name the the uh, the restaurant, but it's a chain, and it costs a lot, and it has a lot of desserts, and it's got a menu that's enormous. It's the size of a billboard, and 
there's like hundreds of things and you just say to yourself, how good can it be? How good can the cook be? If you ever, like one thing I like to do if I'm at a restaurant, we'll go out to breakfast and a lot of breakfast restaurants are those kind of places where it's like a four, Mm -hmm. five, six page menu. Um, While you're waiting for your, you know, to put your order in, page through the menu and you will see that over and over again, things repeat the ingredients and that's how they can pull that off. Oh, is that right? Yup. Yup. You'll see the same ingredients showing up in all these different iterations. That's the only way they can pull that off. But you now you have to be own this because you and I both know of a restaurant that Mm -hmm. has a very small menu. Right. And it gets old really fast. Like there's got to be somewhere between there are six things on the menu and there are six pages. I know what you're saying, but I still am going to go with the one with six things because I'm not going to go to that restaurant every day. Um, and sometimes, you know, if I like something, you know, I'll order the same thing the next time I go to it. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I, th- there is something that is special about, uh, oh, I haven't had that. Let's try that tonight. Um, so we had, uh, we talked about the love sack and we got this talk back. Hello, yeah. Bob, Sherry, Max, and Doc. Have to let you know that I do have a love sack couch. I love it. I take the <laughs> covers off when we spill things on it and annually to wash them. It has been a dream couch. It is comfortable, though it better last me longer than eight years for the amount of money that I paid for it. Sherry, have to let you know, I want you to keep on going with all that science and technology stuff that you give us on the show because that's where I get all my information from because I don't have time to look it up. And I spew all this at work and people are intrigued and fascinated and can't believe I know all this stuff. And I give you guys all the credit each and every time. And I also am very much like you, Sherry. I'm finding it very hard to record this and not say period or comma, or exclamation point at the end because I do talk to text so much with punctuation. I love what you do. Thank you for what you do. It really is a service. And I wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Meg from Sorgatis, New York. What did she say? Upstate New York? Meg and Sorgatis. Sorgatis, yeah. You well, know, Meg you, sounds Meg. like the kind of a woman who gets things done, doesn't she? She does. She yeah. does. Or you get things done because you don't want to you don't want to make Meg mad either yeah, way. Yeah. And happy birthday, Vivian, coming up. We know just what your Christmas needs. You need the Lord of Misrule. What's that? Hey, Bob. Coming up. It's Bob You're Jerry. right. I Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you, Max. You're ahead of me again. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at Bob and Sherry. Uh, this is Preston Bryant with the Joint Multinational Readiness Center here in Hohenfels, Germany. I just want to wish everyone a happy holidays and a happy new year. I just want to say hi to my mom back home in Philadelphia. Love you. I'll be home soon. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. I went Christmas shopping last night, but 
but my favorite kind of Christmas shopping. I wish everyone in my life was two or three years old. There is just no more fun thing to do than to buy toys and gifts for little kids. I went to the toy store last night because we have six little ones now on our Christmas mm-hmm. shopping list. Six. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. The oldest is five and the youngest will be born in April. So that's that's a lot of little ones. So I went and they have the most fun toys now. Um, mm-hmm. I want to get, they're called buddy bouncers and they're these giant, you've seen them. They, they're these giant inflatable um, plastic balls. You blow them up and you put them on your kid and then your kids crash into each other and ricochet and roll around. Does that not sound like the best thing ever? That does, yeah. So I took a picture of it and I texted Maggie, my bonus daughter, and was like, how Uh old do the twins have to be before we can have this? Like, that did not exist when we were kids. Can you imagine? We had Rock'em Sock'em. twins. We had Rock'em Sock'em robots, which, of course, you know, I desperately wanted as a child because that was a rich kid toy. But then Mm -hmm. you'd go over to some kid's house that had Rock'em Sock'em robots. Mm -hmm. and, And it was only fun for... Max, I think you played with them. What would you say? About 30 seconds? That was about it. Yeah. Something would break on it. A spring would come off. Something would happen. All you wanted to do was live the commercial. You knocked my block off. But, you know, the arm would fall off. And no matter how many times you would punch, it never quite reached the other robot's head. Like, it was very disappointing. Meanwhile, these kids today are so lucky because we can put them in basically giant things of bubble wrap and ricochet them off each other. It's perfect for twins. It's perfect because they're the same size, right? So it's a fair fight. We got the funniest. Um, they go to the, the two little ones go to daycare. They're um, 16 months old now. So they go to daycare. And the other day um, we got a video. Their, their daycare teacher sends videos home. So mm-hmm. the kids, one of the kids had like, you know, a, a, a diaper disaster. And so mm-hmm. while the daycare worker is dealing with that or whatever, the other toddlers, and there are like five of them, go buck wild. And she turns around, and they've gotten into a, a canister of raisins. There are raisins everywhere. And one of our little baby <laughs> no. twins is climbing across the table, cramming raisins into his mouth as fast as he can. <laughs> the other toddlers are just, they're just wild. They're just in, they're into things. They're putting things in their mouths. And the, you can hear the teacher, what are you doing? Chelsea, put that down. Put that down. And then she looks over and sees Jennings, one of the twins, and goes, and she's looking at them. They're identical. You cannot tell them apart if you don't know them. She looks from one to the next, and you hear her say, twin, stop that twin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. The kid who's who's uh, climbing across the table to get more raisins, he knows that he's doing something naughty, but he's going to oh, he- get it done as quickly as he possibly can before he's shut down. The last time I saw a small thing on all fours getting food down its throat that fast was my cat when he got into something like, I got to eat it all. I got to can't even chew it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so cute. So these buddy bouncing ball things that I want to strap the babies into, they, you have to like wait till they're six years old. I mean, wouldn't it be so much more fun if they were two? I mean, picture putting Christian and Elle in those giant balls and then rolling them around the living room. Come on. I know. I know. That's great. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to tell you the name of it because someone's going to ask me. I just pulled it up. Um, Buddy bumper balls. And you can you climb inside them. (laughs) You you can't weigh more than 200 pounds, which sounds exciting because that means that I can get in on this. 
and they're supposed to be a little bit older. And then you just send them out and they can run at each other at high speed and just bounce off of each other. So oh, God, so adults could, adults could get in that also? Is that the yeah. deal? As long as you were under 200 pounds. I'm going to wow. send it to Doc and we'll post it. In case, you know in case what, somebody you know else has kids that are old enough that can do this. It's a preview of bumper cars at the state fair. That's what that oh, is. I'm so jealous. I wish this yeah. had been around when I was a kid. It's Bobby yeah, yeah, Sherry. Yeah. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. We found a holiday tradition that needs to be revived. This What's went that? on for centuries. Centuries and then it disappeared. Mm-hmm. This is what your Christmas needs. Your Christmas needs for you to be declared the Lord of Misrule at your Christmas. The Lord Apparently, of what? Back in Misrule. Misrule. Mm-hmm. M-I-S-R-U-L-A. Apparently back in the day, Christmas um, wasn't just a time of feasting and gift giving and songs and candles. Christmas was a time for people to be wacky. Which I guess makes sense. You know, people worked, the peasants worked so hard. They often starved and froze to death in the winter months. And, you know, life was brutal. There wasn't a lot of merriment, right? So around the holidays, someone would get declared the Lord of Misrule. This goes all the way back to like ancient Rome. And this person was kind of like a little bit like a court jester, a court jester. And there would be pranks and games and... You would do things like backwards. You know, the servants would be waited on by the nobility, right? Mm-hmm. Everything was about tricking people and fooling people. And mm-hmm. even in the early days of, of people, like 4th century BC, they had this thing called the Feast of Fools, which was celebrated between December 26th and December 28th. And it would be all sorts of just like wacky pranks and puns. Apparently, the people back in the day were just constantly wanting to trick each other and, oh, got your nose, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then um, in 1329, a bishop said that it was alarming the way the solemnness of the Christmas holiday was being taken over by fools and pranks and mayhem and drinking and all of this sort of stuff. So I guess eventually it just sort of went away. I mean, by the time we got to Henry VIII, we still had the you know the Lord of Misrule and the Feast of Fools. But eventually, as it Christmas came to the New World, we let go of all of that and we got very very serious. So what do you think, the Lord of Misrule? Is that a tradition we need to bring back? Oh, I think it's here already. It's in the old Navy spot that I see every fifteen minutes with the actress. Uh, who's from White... Uh, Jennifer Coolidge? Uh, yeah, she where she goes along on the piano. Sorry, not... Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Do you see that ad as much as I see that ad? Um, I've seen it a couple of times. So I oh know my the one God. you're talking about. It is on constantly. I can't figure out what it is. What is what's the hashtag sorry, not sorry? What is she sorry, not sorry about? I can't figure it out. It's just nutty. Two for one leggings at Old Navy. <laughs> I don't like, know. They, paid they, attention. they don't really explain it. I mean, there, there are kooky things that happen all the time at this time of the year. I think we are we sillier have, this time of the year. We don't have one person in the family who's designated. This year, 
Uncle Jim, you're the Lord of Misrule. And it's up to no, you to bring true. the fun and games and the shenanigans. I think there are a lot of family gatherings, especially now when we're trying to all avoid talking about anything serious. I think there are a lot of family gatherings that would benefit from having somebody be the oh, Lord yeah. of Misrule. Wear oh, a funny yeah, definitely. Hat, Christmas pranks. Yeah. yeah. So right. we'll post this up on our Facebook if y'all want to Good. adopt this ancient custom. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry wants you to color your way to winning a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of the Bob and Sherry coloring book, It's Always Something, a coloring book for exhausted adults. All you have to do is... Number one. Go to the Bob and Sherry website and hit the contest page. Number two. Download the image. Number three. Color the image however you want. Number four. Upload the image to hello at Bob and Sherry.com, where our blue ribbon panel of judges will pick a winner. Color your way to a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of our new coloring book. From Bob and Sherry. This is Corporal Brandon Best from O'Kella, Florida. Just going to give a quick shout out to my mom and dad. Happy holidays. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Sherry, just a few minutes ago, was talking about uh, a tradition from uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago where uh, what was the person uh, who was so, the, the head of this designated as? At, at Christmas time, some one uh-huh. person would be chosen to be the Lord of Misrule. And this was like the prankster comedian clown that made yeah. all the celebrations fun. It just seems like a lot of families could use a little bit of that right now. Well, um, uh, this is in Great Britain. Evidently, there is a uh, organization. It's a uh, family history brand called Find My Past. And evidently, at Christmas time, people in that part of the world were up to some, I don't know what to say, kookiness, but some playfulness. They took um, a look at some of the astonishing names that were Christmas based that people gave to their babies. And here are a few of them. Did you ever think of calling Olivia or Karamia Eggnog as uh, <laughs> as her name? Uh, what about something like Holly? Holly is, it's funny you should say that. That's one of them. And it's the least uh, nutty. Here are some other ones. There were uh, 27, this is over like hundreds of years, since the 1500s, this, this find my past has gone back that far. Uh, there are 27,551 young people who have been named Turkey, about 2,800 <laughs> called Sprout. I, what is, uh, why would that be Christmassy? A Sprout like from an evergreen, I guess? Maybe something Yeah, like I don't that. know how that, I don't know how that's yeah. Christmassy. Um, angel has been given to many people. You know, I think every once in a while you you run into an angel. Star, which I think is kind of hard to live up to, and Holly. Um, also, Find My Past found that there were some real eye-openers. In the top 20, people have called their babies Santa. Now, it could be a first name or a middle name, but Santa, Slay, S-L-I-G-H, which could be kind of, you know, hi, this is uh, my new boyfriend, Slay. You know, it's got kind of an edge to it. This one, hundreds of kids were named Tinsel. Hi, I'm, I'm Tinsel Lacey. <laughs> In school, would that be looking for a butt kicking? I actually like this next one. There were hundreds of kids named Chestnut. I'm Chestnut. How you doing? Chestnut Lacey. What do you think? 
Um, I think that for a lot of like regular walk everyday Americans, we don't associate chestnut with Christmas unless we're roasting them on an open fire. And no one like is. That. I like yeah, tinsel right. too, although I'd be more likely to name a cat or dog tinsel. Yeah, I was going like to say, it. not me. Yeah, right. Uh, mistletoe. Hi, I'm Mistletoe Lacey. Nice to meet you all. Thanks for coming to the meeting. Although mistletoe and sherry, I think we would have been better off. Anything that one we went with, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, other ones, uh, some poor souls were named wine, crackers, pudding. Now, we, we've known of a pudding, haven't we, Sherry? I love that a name. I pudding. love that name. Mm. Not so much for a guy. Snowman. I'm Snowman Lacey. How are you? Nice to see you. And, uh, and it bobble. sounds like code for something, doesn't it? <laughs> snowman? It does. Hey, yeah. Snowman's here. Hey, Snowman. The sno- Yeah, right. Like a hitman, the yeah. Snowman is here. Or the guy who cleans up after a hit, the Snowman. That's yeah. right. I just never thought of... I, I think the name Holly is a charming name for a woman. I do. I love I think that it's name, too. Really, really sweet. And you know, another one, uh, my girls had a friend when they were growing up named Noel. And I always thought that was a lovely name. Whether it's it's part of the holiday or you know the rest of the year, I think Noel is a cool name. I would I would have gone with naming a kid Noel, especially so if you a, have like a if you have a Christmas baby, yeah, like a Noel or a holiday. Yeah, and that feels like yeah. to that poor child. That probably feels like a giant cliche. You know, yeah, maybe. Oh, your Christmas Holly. baby and your name is Holly Noel. Which I knew is a Holly really in high young. school. She was cute. pretty. Yeah. There it is. Happy and Merry Christmas. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry with the People's Movie Critic, Lamar. You know, it had a little balcony and kids would get up the balcony and they'd get the candy and they'd throw it. At the price of candy today, if I'm a yeah. theater guy, I hope they're throwing it. Throw yeah. it! Hey, Lamar, for yeah. $8 a bag, I eat the M&M's and then I eat the bag. I'm not throwing it. <laughs> I try to burp up the taste a couple of times. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> If you think us Baptists don't speak to each other in the liquor store, you should have seen us avoiding each other last night. <laughs> I love Bill Murray. I mean, for me, Bill Murray's like bacon. And who doesn't like bacon, okay? I mean, they're both comforting. They trigger wonderful memories. And they both make you feel really, really good. Unless you're a vegan. And let's be honest, the only thing that brings joy to a vegan is to be able to tell other people they're vegan. Okay, that's that's it. <laughs> Listen for his reviews every Friday. And get all his reviews at BobandSherry.com. Hi, this is Sergeant Call at JMRC in Hohenfels, Germany. I'd like to wish my family back in Wyoming a Merry Christmas. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Evidently, from what we're reading, this time of the year, people are more inclined, who are inclined in this area, to have affairs. And sometimes the affairs, although it's a cliche, are surrounded by the office Christmas party. Probably not as much these days, but still, evidently, it does go on. Um, I thought it would be interesting to play, and then I'm going to tell you where people are more likely to cheat this time of the year with somebody that they're having an affair with at the office. This is the famous scene in the movie Love Actually, where the boss, who is attracted to one of the employees, a very attractive brunette, if you've seen the movie, you'll remember it, and she's dressed up with little devil horns. She's a little devil and um, they're just thinking about getting naughty. 
Any chance of a dance with the boss? Yeah, sure, sure. So your boyfriend doesn't mind? Not my boyfriend. Uh, the word dance has always meant a couple of things, you know. It's a great scene. It really is, and it's a great movie. I think it's on one of the uh, one of the platforms right now. So where do people go and have affairs? The number one place is a budget hotel. And the word budget is uh, prominently uh, mentioned in this uh, little poll. About 53% of the people go to a budget hotel. Right there in the office they meet, that's 15%. You know, depending on what kind of an office you have, it would seem to me the office, especially with a large company, would be a bit of a gamble because there are cameras everywhere. That's what I was just thinking. Like, are you crazy? Are yeah. you crazy? Because if you got caught, if she, if your wife or your husband figured it out and figured out what went on and then really pressed or really investigated and got a hold of the tape, through a lawyer, can you imagine how, even if it was just a shot of you and the other one going into an office and closing the door? Oh, how icky is that? And speaking of icky, the third place that people who are cheating this time of the year go to is a friend's house. Ew. Yeah. I so are they too. telling the friend this is what we're doing and we need a place to do this? And is that's, that what the deal is? That's the feeling I got. I had that happen to me once. I had that happen to me. This guy's marriage was on the rocks and he had a girlfriend. And it was my first house and I was so proud of my house. And of course, it was I didn't have any money. So, I mean, it was pretty sparsely decorated. The guest room was a mattress on the floor. And when he said, listen, we need some place to go, I went, really? Um, and, and he was the guy doing my news in the morning of this radio station. And other than that, he was a great guy. And I said, well, you know, my, my house, it's a little rough hewn. He goes, don't worry about it. And I said, okay. And I think they used it a couple of times and it was very glad we kind of move along. I know no one I, would I, ever I've never forgotten about that. No one would ever ask me for that one because Kevin's always here. I can't even be alone in my own house because Kevin's right. Kevin is like always here. And when he isn't here, he strategically leaves when I'm working or doing something and can't be alone in my own house just to torture me. So nobody wants to come and get their hookup on while Kevin's watching sports center. That's the first reason that I could never do it. But if someone would like to use my house to cheat on their spouse, I would love it if y'all would take Sam out and then give him a dry diaper because I could use a break. <laughs> you know, I think that could kill a romance, to be honest with you. <laughs> just, you know, just take him out, let him do boom booms, give him a dry diaper and a little treat. Okay, he, we're he done. I'm sorry, hon. I'm sorry, hon. We're done. Look at me saving marriages everywhere I go. <laughs> the uh, the next one is the car. That's about nine percent. What kind of a Galahad are you that you you know you're saying? I'll meet you in the car. 
Right after that, it's the nightclub. And I guess that's just a bunch of drinking going on. And, you know, the idea of, of going into like a men's room or something in a nightclub is just. And then <laughs> public toilets. I'm done. I'll tell you what. If you've got enough charm to get a gal to meet you over at the park, at the public toilet at the top of the hill, you know, I want to shake. Well, I don't want to shake your hand, actually. But uh, in some ways, you must be impressive because I just I don't think I've ever known a woman who would I don't care who you are that would uh, agree to that. There is only one man that I'm hooking up with in a public bathroom and Ryan Gosling is not interested. So I am good no, to go. He's not. There you go. There you go. Behave yourselves out there. I know most of you will. I know most of you will. It's just not from what I can gather. And it certainly was that way in love, actually. Just not worth it. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry wants you to color your way to winning a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of the Bob and Sherry coloring book, It's Always Something, a coloring book for exhausted adults. All you have to do is... Number one. Go to the Bob and Sherry website and hit the contest page. Number two. Download the image. Number three. Color the image however you want. Number four. Upload the image to hello at bobandsherry.com, where our blue ribbon panel of judges will pick a winner. Color your way to a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of our new coloring book from Bob and Sherry. My name is Sergeant Jordan from Spartanburg, South Carolina. I just want to wish my family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. Love y'all. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Right, we're going to talk for a second here about a very, very controversial Christmas song. I think you either like it or you hate it. I've never met anybody that was like, yeah, I can take it or leave it. And of course, we are referring to wonderful Christmas time. There's a great um, meme that's going around right now about wonderful Christmas time. It says that the song was actually about a coven of witches in the forest getting ready to cast a spell. What? When they were stumbled upon. It's a joke. When they were stumbled upon. The night is, you know, the night is full. The spirit's here. And then some people burst into the clearing and they start going, we're having a wonderful Christmas time, right? It's meant to be a joke. (laughs) Uh Paul McCartney earns how much a year from this? I'm going to guess. It's not insane. Three quarters of a million dollars. Yeah, it's not. Let me just, I'll give you a hint. It's not like some insane number, but if you could earn this much a year doing anything, you would take it. So that's your your guess. Is it? I, I, that's a little high guess. I'm going to go lower. Quarter of a million dollars a year. Okay, that's your guess. How about Max and Doc? Do you guys want to guess at it? Uh, I want to say that it's uh, more than that. $400,000 a year. Doc, you got a guess? Um, I'll go quarter of a, or three quarters of a million. 750000 Max nailed it. It's $400,000 a oh, year. Wow. Now, he wrote this song, I don't even know when, like in the 70s, maybe? I would maybe? guess 70s. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. been pulling down 400 grand a year just on the royalties of this song being out there. And and by the way, keep in mind, it's $400,000 a year for a song that probably gets eight weeks tops worth of airplay. Yeah. But it's the, the airplay is so heavy. What For people who don't know, if, if it's ASCAP or BMI, those are the publishing... Uh, places that keep track of how many plays uh, 
a song gets, whether it's on the radio or TV or if it's uh, downloaded. And the artist gets a very small piece of uh, the action, but when it's a song that's played by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of radio stations around the world, that really adds up. It really adds up. I think I think there were probably some artists who didn't even write the song, but were the singers of the song that are probably making a couple of hundred thousand a year. Most of them are no longer with us. Well, Brenda Lee is. I bet Brenda Lee makes a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year off of rocking around the Christmas tree. She didn't write the song. She's a singer. I don't know, but while we're talking about Christmas music, the um, highest selling single of all time, since we're talking about music and money, what is the highest selling single of all time? White and Christmas. White Christmas. We're talking about Christmas. Yeah. So there you go. Bing Crosby. Yeah. White Christmas, the yeah, highest selling single. So there I was really you go. surprised at that. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a wonderful song. But. Maybe there's somebody out there and that Paul McCartney song is their most very favorite song. And we'll hear from I'm them. I'm sure there is. It's definitely top three for me. You really, you really it, like is that it really? song. Do you know what I, what it is about it? It's that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you find us? Uh, didn't you find, I don't know if it was an acapella group, but it was another group that was sort of an avant-garde group that did the song. And we all agreed that we liked it better. I think we played it last year. And it was kind of a jazzy interpretation of the song. So this is a guy by the name of Mike Tompkins, and he does all the singing parts on this. I stand corrected. I just couldn't stand to hear that. No, I, stand, I totally stand. That's horrifying. Sure, he's a very talented that is, That's even worse than McCartney's. There's no oh, version wow. of it that you can accept. No. Uh, so, we've, I I, so we've got, so it was a group called Straight No Chaser. And there's, by the way, they're singing, it. they're singing this with Paul McCartney. Tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The party's on. The feeling's yeah, this here. Is, this is a lot better. That only comes this time of year. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I wonder what McCartney feels when he hears a song like that. Somebody has taken his voice and decided to sing with him as a group. You know, that must be kind of weird. I think he did this with them. He did this with them. No, they they didn't take it from him. He did this with them. Oh, wow. For me, when you get that synthesizer out, then it becomes a a good song. It's just that... That weird synthesizer sound that drives me. Yeah, I know. That's right. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Hi, Amy. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Amy? I'm very good. A little cold. It's snowing here. Where do you live? Um, upstate New York. Upstate New York. Let me give you the jingle stick. There, <laughs> there you are. 
thank you. How much uh, How much snow are you getting? Um, just a dusting to an inch. Yeah. Well, that puts you in the Christmas mood, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you have a co-worker that does not take the tree down? No, I worked for a woman uh-huh. who's highly eccentric, and she has multiple trees in her house and multiple cats. And Hey, I work for a woman who's highly eccentric <laughs> with multiple cats. Hmm. It's just a matter of time. Can't wait to hear how this turns out. <laughs> Believe decor holiday decorations. Yes, left a tree up. I'd say they were up for a good eight ten years. Eight and to ten years, eight, the same trees. Eight to ten years, yes, two fake trees, and one was suns and moons, and the other, um, an animated one, and the cat fur hung on the trees like tinsel. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the one the one that was animated was all like Disney. It had Mickey Mouse. And my daughter would come over and look and she's like, I didn't know Mickey had orange hair. <laughs> he had like fur all over him. Yeah. Was were, uh, was the coworker your boss lady there, was this at work or at her house? This was at her house. Oh yeah. It was at her house, yeah. Would, I used to go and like help her out a little bit. Would she keep the trees lit up all year round? She would keep them lit up. I mean that's yeah, a level like of smoke. Sometimes you would smell cat fur. Oh, from the cat fur burning on the the illuminated yeah. bulbs. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Boy, nothing says the holidays cat like cat fur, fur burning on, on an open a... flame. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. I guess she was a single woman, huh? Yeah, yeah. Eccentric, yeah. eh? Highly eccentric. Uh-huh. By multiple, by multiple cats. Let's quantify that. How many cats would multiple cats well, be? Well, on the downtime, she had five. She had like ten. Oh, five oh. to ten. Yeah, that's a lot of cats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah none of them ever went outside. What kind of a background did she have growing up? Kind of a rough one? No, no, really? she's actually fairly well known. Right? And... Oh, okay. right. <laughs> um, so, Amy. <laughs> This is a level of Christmas spirit that we can all admire, I think. Did you ever comment on the Christmas trees being up in like July for 10 years? You know, I'd like to disagree with you there. The whole thing of burning cat fur, I don't admire at all. Don't be such a humbug. (laughs) Come on now. Did you ever say to her, hey, what up with the Christmas trees? Yeah, she she didn't even want them touched. And the cats would knock the ornaments down every now and then and bust them and... They just stick it back up in there. It's okay. <laughs> it's moments like this when I'm, I pause and I say a tiny prayer of gratitude for my mother's OCD yep. in the hopes that just enough of those chromosomes trickle down to keep me from winding up like this. Good luck Amy. to you. Amy, thank you so much, and Merry okay, Christmas. Merry okay. Christmas there in upstate New York. Over to Jody. Hi, Jody. Hi. Your best friend's mom. Yeah, I was living with her back when I was a senior in high school, and uh-huh. she decided she had just gotten recently divorced, and she decided that it was too much trouble to take the trees up and down. So one year she decided to keep it up the entire year, and each month we would have to decorate it for a theme of the month. I love this. <laughs> like let's let's take a horrible. month like March. March <laughs> seems like a hard month to get a decorating scheme going. What would no. you? No, really? no, March was easy because it was St. Patrick's Day. 
Oh, yeah. So it's all little leprechauns and stuff. Yeah, so it was leprechauns and four-leaf clovers. And okay. And uh, the role was um, bunnies and Easter eggs. <laughs> how about August? That's the month I was Ooh, back in. to school. Back to school time, right? August was, she was actually a teacher, and August was pencils. And, yeah. And all the back to school stuff. You know what nobody ever talks about is um, there's a specific kind of fatigue that sets in right when you're going through a divorce. Really? Yeah. And you, you've probably already forgotten it, but there's a post-divorce. Oh, thanks for tagging me into the conversation. There's a post-divorce <laughs> fatigue that it's unique. And it's the kind of thing that has you going, screw it, I ain't taking these trees down. There's just something that can happen. Everybody that's been there knows that feeling. I don't know about that part. I just got divorced literally last week, and I'm not keeping my Christmas tree down. Well, you'll have some other uh, manifestation of it, Jody. Should we congratulate you? Are you happy about your divorce? Um, yes. You sound yes. happy. It's been five years in the making, so. You sound happy. Oh, uh, yeah. How long were you married? Ten. Ten years. Yeah. So married 10 years, five years getting divorced. So you've had 15 years tied up in this? Uh, no, the 10 was the time. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, 10 like they've been five together. Five years hey, good. married hey, together, uh, five years separated. Good choice doing it this time of the year, Jody. Yeah, right. And happy holidays, yeah. So are you just saying screw it to the holidays this year? You know, you, you're going through the divorce and you're just saying, you know. Uh, no, no, actually, um. For the past five years, we've been alternating holidays, like, with the kids. They go oh, yeah. to... So this year, I actually have them for Christmas, so I have to be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, have you got a new them, right? a new fella in your life? I do. I do. And uh, tell us about him. Let me um, let me guess. He's fantastic. He's a prince. He's amazing. He's the greatest. Um, he's there. <laughs> he's not that good, Bob. No, he's there. The other one, she said that because the other one didn't show up. He was not emotionally involved in her relationship. Correct. Who is the better lover? Um, the one that's there. <laughs> the one that's there. Yeah, showing up is a big part yeah, of that, showing isn't up, it? Yeah. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located. Located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Hi, I'm Master Sergeant Jason Ross, currently stationed in Kuwait. Want to give a holiday shout out to my wife Allison, my kids William, Henry, Caleb, and Catherine, and wish everybody back home in Lakeville, Minnesota, a wonderful and Merry Christmas. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. As you know, I have a fascination with names for whatever reason. I just think names are endlessly interesting. The history of them, the sound of them, whether or not they fit the person who has the name. And so I was stopped when I saw another one of these websites that has really strange or in some ways ridiculous names. And this one I have, I have to bring to you because it starts out with Nick Cannon's kids' names. And here we go. Moroccan, Monroe, Golden, Saigon, Rise Messiah, Powerful Queen, Zion, Mixolydian, 
Zillion Air, Beautiful Zeppelin, Legendary Love, Onyx Ice Coal, and Zen. I hope that Beautiful <laughs> Zeppelin is a guy, actually, because there's not a woman on the face of the earth that wants to be called a Zeppelin. Beautiful Zeppelin. <laughs> there's not one woman who wants to be referred to as a giant bag of gas. Morocco and Monroe are his twins with Mariah Carey. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Listen to this person who was part of this post. When Al Gore was vice president, I had a meeting with him. There was a lawyer speaking on the panel. Her name was Baby Girl Smith. She had not let a name like that hold her back. Her name is Baby Girl Smith, and she's working for the vice president of the United States. Do you know how much tenacity that takes to be able to Good pull that her. off? Yeah. It would. I think it must be so sad and hard when you get a name that really is a burden and then you carry that your whole life. I always wonder why people that hate their names that much don't change them. I do too, but I think it's always the same answer. I don't want to insult my mother, father, or family, or the person that I'm named after. If the, if that's the case, if they are named after someone. But but then you get something like, uh, this woman said she was a teacher, and she, she had a student whose name was Yason, Y-E-Y-S-O-N. And the mom came in and heard her say, Yason, your mom's here. And she yelled at me, it's Jason, like in English. And the mother said, well, why don't you spell it like that? Um, I, you know what's weird to me, if you ever just sit and think about it, how we all don't have a completely unique name, how there are so many of us that are named Bob or Sherry or Max. I mean, there's nobody really named Doc besides Doc and whoever Bugs Bunny was talking to and Doc Holliday, right? But we, we don't have unique names. Why don't we just have made up unique names so that every single person had their own specific unique name? Did you ever think about that? I guess you could do it if it's a nickname. You know, you would. Are, are you talking about a name that you would not legally change? It's just this is what people call no, you. No, I, I just mean in general. Like, isn't it weird how we all have the same names? Like, why don't we have why why in our culture don't we have unique, completely? Oh, unique I see names? what you mean. Oh, I see what you mean. Like my name could be Buck Tree, right? Or something, right? Yeah. That was only you. So that if someone said, oh, did you hear what Buck Tree did? Everybody would know what we were talking about. Do you, do you hear him? As soon as I said my name would be Buck Tree, he, he started laughing. There you was know a what? lack of respect. I, I think Buck Tree and Sherry would, would, have, would have been more successful. It would be, we would be more successful if we were, we were Buck Tree and Sherry. <laughs> that's the thing you had at the top of your mind to come out. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know where I got that. I'm looking out the window at a tree. I don't know where the buck came from. <laughs> These days, I'm just wondering where the bucks go. <laughs> um, I just think it's interesting. And then people who give their kids like totally unique names get yeah. mocked endlessly for having done so. When but some, of, reality, them, some of them are so stupid. Some of them are so stupid. Back. This. This teacher said that she had a, a child named uh, F-E-L-O-N-E-E. Felony? Now, you could say felony, but people are going to say felony, felon. That's a lot to ask of a kid to go through. You know, if you're going to have a kid, you got to step back and say, am I going to give this kid a name 
where this kid could not get elected to a small city's mayorship. You know, uh, I'd like to run against felony. That would be like shooting fish in a barrel, right? You have to I really think, think about that. I agree with you. I think felony sounds prettier than felony. I mean, felony rhymes with baloney. You're going to get teased for that. I mean, you can't win felony. either way. Felony is not good. Felony now, this is, is this is very good. This is the last one we'll do. This person said, my brother once had clients. The, uh, the brother was a lawyer. Once had clients, and their names were Jerry and Mary Derryberry. There you go. There you go. Cherry and Mary Derryberry. You'd never forget them. You'd never forget them. I mean, the, no, they're all it's kinda, awesome. Yeah, it's kind of sweet sounding, isn't it? It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.